Welcome to the I Work For Him podcast. I'm Michael Miracle, producer of the I Work For Him radio program, the voice of the faith and work movement. Our mission is to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. What does that look like in your workplace? Let's find out right now. Hey, you've tuned into I Work For Him, the mouthpiece for the faith and work movement. We're your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Thanks for being with us today, everybody. And I just want to um, highlight the Awaken Podcast Network. You can go to awakenpodcastnetwork.com. We're going to be talking about that today, in fact, but I just want to make sure that you take some time and really spend there and do some searching of yourself. Once you hear today's show, you'll understand why that's so important. You know, about a year ago, we launched the Awaken Podcast Network online at awakenpodcastnetwork.com. It's a gathering place of all the faith and work-related podcasts. So if you want to listen to someone other than just this outstanding I Work For Him podcast, all the names and titles are right there at your fingertips on the website and on your phone as well awakenpodcastnetwork.com. I've started to get to know many of the podcast hosts, about 70 of them men and about 60 of them women. The topics all relate to connecting our faith and our work, but from the perspectives all the way from the stay-at-home mom with an in-home business to the CEO in a high-rise office tower. Seth Buekley runs a consulting firm, recently wrote a book about ambition, leading with gratitude, and he hosts a regularly released podcast called Business Done Right. Seth Buekley, welcome to I Work For Him. So pleased to be with you, uh, Jim. I met you, gosh, a couple years ago, but uh, first time meeting Martha and understanding how you guys work together. So super excited to be with your uh, with your uh, podcast nation, as I understand it. That's super exciting for me to meet a new nation. This is awesome. <laughs> well, we're excited to have you. Seth, we're going to be talking about your business and your podcast, but first, tell us about how you made the connection between your faith in Jesus and your work. I would say slowly. You know, in some ways, I thought I was called to ministry. Uh, I got saved when I was uh, uh, 18 years old, and uh, I thought I was either going into ministry or politics. And uh, I was a little dis- disillusioned <laughs> with the, the church. About the same thing, right? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, they can be. Um, <laughs> and uh, eventually, I just doubled down in a family business. I, I was uh, fortunate to be raised by an entrepreneur. And somewhere along the line, it clicked that I really could, you know, live for God fully and use the gifts and, and, and you know, passions that I had in, a, in something that didn't look like vocational ministry. Oh, what a good way to put it. It didn't look yeah. like vocational <laughs> ministry. So then right. how has your faith impacted the work that you're doing? And you have worked in telecom and you also now have your um, cathedral consulting. Yeah. Well, um, I would say, you know, how it is, is impacted me is uh, I struggle for motivation, which would be, uh, I should say it differently. I struggle to find pure motivations. It's funny because as an entrepreneur, a lot of people would assume that maybe our business people, that what motivates us is, is money. Right. And what I found is most entrepreneurs, or at least a lot of entrepreneurs, aren't truly motivated by money. They're motivated by achievement. And so... Uh, where the faith, where my faith in Christ has really impacted how I work was, was actually bringing the purpose to my work because absent that, uh, it looks a lot like work. It looks like tasks. It, it, can, it can become very transactional and you move to the next thing. Uh, and, you know, maybe my motivation for building something or selling something is, is, is me oriented and faith in Christ helps me I like to say work from what I've already been given rather than trying to keep filling the bucket, which we all know is very, very 
it's an endless, very, very large bucket if you're trying to fill it up. So let's, wow. let's, let's talk about that for a second because, yeah. you know, that motivation changed. Yeah. I mean, you actually got purpose in your work. Right. How did that change how you felt about going to work on a daily basis? How did it change your attitude at the workplace? And when you came home, yeah. how did that paradigm shift, really we call it a Romans 12, 2 paradigm shift because we change the way we think we reject the way the world says to think, and we change the way we think yeah. because of God's renewing our mind. How did that impact you? You know, I'd say it was liberating, um, you know, because uh, I'm, I'm kind of wired, as I said, as an entrepreneur, you know, we do the Enneagram tests. I'm a seven. That means I like to explore everything. You know, if you go back to Jim Collins, good to great, it's like I'm the fox, you know, wanting to look at everything. I'm not the hedgehog just working on business. And so what happens to me is I get my arms full of all these ideas and all these things that I wanted to be different. And, all these, and I start feeling this pressure and now I'm snapping at people and I'm so busy. I'm not engaging with the people God's put in my life. And I drift into this mode of not intending it to, but my work actually consumed my walk. Mm. And, 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 and having a faith perspective where I can go back to truth that doesn't change like with all the voices and all the noise, I can go back to truth that doesn't change and I can get reoriented around what is true. Uh, that's what I, I call it this gratitude adjustment in the book, Ambition. That's the, that's the punchline in that book is that we can be very, very driven, but very, very driven people often don't stop and ask what's driving them and why it's not leading to them to satisfaction if they keep achieving stuff anyhow. And the gospel helps me understand the truth, which is the truth is it never was about me, not about my efforts. I can work hard and I should work hard, but that's not an, enough to make me feel satisfied. Only Christ can truly satisfy. And then now I can go out and I'm motivated from this perspective of look at all of the opportunities that I've been given for, for impact and influence in my own little world. You know, I don't have to take over the world. I can just serve the people in my world. Right? And, and, and that's why as Christ followers, we often get caught up in that, well, go ye therefore and teach all nations. Yeah. And we're like, yeah, but just don't, God's put you, right. We, we, open, we used to open up the radio show with this line, you know, the job that you hold and the work that you do and the people that you work with, none of that is by chance. The people that you work with need to be Jesus and you may be their only chance and to recognize and understand that that God's got us placed on purpose. So, Seth, you run into tons of business people out there in the marketplace. And and honestly, a lot of them say they're Christians, but when it comes right down to it, their behavior on the board in the boardroom or in the bathroom doesn't really remind people of Jesus. How do you help Christians, maybe through your podcast, how do you help them become Christ followers being kingdom business owners? I mean, how do you help them make that shift? Yeah, I think there's a couple ways I can think of. For one, for the person that is a nominal believer, meaning they've made a mental ascent to Christ as Lord, they believe that, but the, but they've maybe not grown up in church. And I have some great examples of that. I'm fortunate. I get to work with a lot of entrepreneurs with momentum. And so I understand their psyche as an entrepreneur from having having been one. And so I can, I can number one, I think make make following Christ look less weird. And and by by that's not to say that there's a bunch of people out there intentionally making it weird, but I can just show them, look, I'm, I'm like you. I am you. I'm an entrepreneur. I mm -hmm. struggle in the same challenges. I think about the same things, trying to make a difference in my community and this, and I can walk alongside them. And this is, this is what it looks and feels like to think through the decisions that you're, you're thinking with. So I can establish rapport and empathy just by 
uh, being with them, you know, and, and that requires context and contact. And I like to say that, that the mentoring role that I'm fortunate to play uh, often requires time. You just got to be together. And, and so that, again, is one of the ways that my faith informs me. Sometimes you have to, I have to tap the brakes on where I would maybe want to go spend time and realize, no, I've been called to walk alongside these people, which means I actually have to do it. Not just think right. about it, not just want to, but actually like grab coffee and get to my calendar and say, call so-and-so and be faithful in that, that calling. And then one other thing I would say is uh, make sure that when the opportunity comes to, to actually speak, that I don't go weak in the knees. Because we all have that, I think. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Is, you know, you're around people you respect. Maybe they're high flyers, much higher than I'm flying, or maybe they're not. But, you know, you still you get to that spot where the Holy Spirit is saying, open your mouth and have some guts here. And you got to be willing to do it. And I think people respect that and they, they enjoy that. Um, and it can, it can be taking a somebody that right, doesn't, right. Isn't, isn't a churchgoer to lunch or dinner and praying over the meal. Just they're like, whoa, nobody ever does that in my universe. Yeah. And, and a lot of people think that they got to come out with some sort of five point sermon or three point sermon if they're Baptist to you know present the gospel. When really, when those opportunity comes just to share your story, share the transformational story, what Jesus has done in your life. Hey, today we're talking with Seth Bueckley. He's got a podcast right out there on the Awakened Podcast Network, Business Done Right. Business Done Right. You can find it on the Awakened Podcast Network, and of course, you can find it on Apple Podcasts and so many other platforms. We'll be right back with more with Seth Bueckley. As a busy leader, you've realized that you can't do everything on your own. You need help living out your God-given purpose. And thankfully, Belay, an organization dedicated to revolutionizing productivity with their virtual assistant, bookkeeping, and social media strategist services can help. If you're wondering what you can delegate to make your life easier to live out your calling, look no further. Belay is offering a free download of three actionable delegation resources, 30 things to delegate to a virtual assistant, 10 things to delegate to a bookkeeper, and 20 things to delegate to a social media strategist so you can get back to what really matters, fulfilling your purpose. To learn more, just text for him to 55123. Again, that's the number 4HIM to 55123. Hey, welcome back to I Work For Him as we're talking today with Seth Bueckley. He's got a podcast that we've got highlighted on the Awakened Podcast Network, awakenpodcastnetwork.com, a gathering over 130 faith and work-related podcasts all in one place for you, a resource made available so that it's super easy for you to find them. Because if you go out on the Apple Podcast app and search Faith and Work Podcasts, you'll find five. But there's well over 130. In fact, I found nine new ones yesterday. They're not even out there yet. Seth has Get got busy, one called. Jim. I know. I'm Come sorry. On. I, I'm supposed <laughs> to be on vacation, aren't I? It's August. Uh, um, anyway, Business Done Right. That's the name of the podcast. Business Done Right with Seth Bueckley. Seth. So Seth, you um, you know you were laying it up how much you are you were born as an entrepreneur that you uh, li have lived in that world and that kind of goes along with the fact that you know when I look at the things that you are working on you have your hands on a lot of things you've just released a book called Ambition Leading with Gratitude you have a consulting Cathedral Consulting you have this podcast that we were just talking about the business done right so tell us about that how how God maybe drove you to do the podcast and how that all comes together. Sure. Thanks for that, Martha. So, um, you know, I have been fortunate to build and then exit a couple businesses. And um, 
And I had friends around me relative to the book who said, listen, you've been talking about writing this book. You then now is now is the time you just need to get it done. And I'd always wanted to write a book. And once I knew that I had a message that would resonate with entrepreneurs and, and, and frankly, our the lacking relationship we have with gratitude, um, you know, I was able to do that. But when I finished the book, uh, you know, I was around my house for about a year. My wife looked at me and said, all right, buddy, it's time for you to find something <laughs> Get to do. Get a job, would you? <laughs> yeah. And, and one of the things that had happened is I had a, uh, I mentioned that my dad was an intentional mentor. Well, I had another very intentional mentor and he was the CEO of a company called Cathedral Consulting, the company that I now own. And um, very strong man of faith, a lawyer, a CPA, uh, when he could have retired, he went to seminary and then he started a consulting practice called Cathedral, then headquartered in New York and New Jersey. And I'm out here on the West Coast. And I hired them and they helped us grow our little business from about a million in sales to just under 60 million in sales in about six or seven years. Mm. So it was a really intense ride. Um, unfortunately, Phil, Phil Clements, the gentleman um, that ran the company, uh, he died in a small plane crash. Mm. And so I was coming off of selling the business. I had written this book. My wife was like, all right, buddy, time for you to find your new purpose. And somebody said, you know, you could run Cathedral Consulting. And uh, to be honest, I, I flinched. I'm like, man, it would take three of me to mm. do what Phil did. Because he would pull together academics, business people, and theologians. And they would have these conferences at these highfalutin hotels in New York City. And they would talk about what does it mean to do business in God's world? In fact, his life motto is where I got the name of the podcast. His life motto was, in God's world, business done right is a blessing. Mm, and so he amen. would talk about that. Wow. Yeah, because in God's world is a, is a theological statement in itself. And that business done right kind of speaks to the systems of business, the, the best practices, if you will, that's the, the science of business, because there is that. And then is a blessing speaks to the outcomes. You know, when God is in it, it doesn't have to be hard business. It can be good business. And, and so I ended up buying that company uh, somewhere along the line. I said, all right, I want to start talking about these things, not talking about my consulting company, because frankly, I don't do a ton of that in my podcast, uh, but really just wrestling through the issues of how does God show up in the work world and, and, and some of the old, you know, the history of capitalism and theology. And, you know, you get to meet these entrepreneurs and I love that you know, there's a movement happening yes, and there is. That, I, that, I, that I'm even invited to the movement is, is a huge blessing for me. So, well, And I love the fact that you said that, that, that when business is done right, it, it's a blessing mm. because that was the point. Business was meant to be a catalyst for flourishing in our communities and yeah. the world has twisted it. Of course, the enemy goes in and twists, tries to twist everything and, and has made business all about money and all about self and the accumulation of great wealth. And we've seen the destruction that that's ha happened. But as Christ followers, we have the opportunity to shift that paradigm. We have the opportunity yeah. to flip that right side up and to make an impact in our community. Yeah, well, one of the, uh, one of the questions I wrestle with is, this, is from Cain and Abel. He says, am I my brother's keeper? That question is really relevant for business. Do I have any obligations to anybody outside of myself or not? Mm. And, 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 and that, if you follow that line of thinking and you come to certain conclusions, then, then I feel like people that have got a little bit of road behind them at this point should be shifting into being mentors. And, and that's really the, the heartbeat of what I try to do at Cathedral Consulting is be a mentor in the areas of business. 
Mm. So let's talk about just drill into your podcast just a little bit more because um, when I hear you talk, you have a great foundation of theology, but you're not talking at a in a place where I'm uninterested. So um, who are you trying to talk to in your podcast? It's an interesting question. If I'm honest, I would say whoever wants to listen. Um, <laughs> as it becomes a little bit more um, focused, I'm about to launch another one that's focused on a telecom industry, which is where I'm, uh, you know, my career, quote unquote, if, if one believes in career, which is another topic. Um, so, you know, really just people that uh, probably resonate with me. They like the, the, the way the guests I um, bring on and how I think about things. Um, but I'll also say one thing that, that I did very intentionally from the beginning is I put like a little mini devotion in the middle of it called moment of truth, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I use kind of this uh, expository is what's the scripture? What's my observation? How does it apply to me, us and a, and a prayer? And so I'm just walking them through like a little journal entry, but they don't you know, know that. And so I will um, bring the gospel in that context um, in a very short little thing. And I've had, you know, CEOs of fast growing companies say, man, I love your podcast. And I'm like, yeah, and you get a little bit of gospel too. And they say, well, you know, I just fast forward to that. <laughs> in, in my mind, I'm like, yeah, sure you do. You mm-hmm. probably don't. Mm-hmm. You just don't want to admit it. right? Before we get to the, the break, I really wanted to talk about your book. You know, you've written a new book, Ambition, Leading with Gratitude. But there's a billion leadership books out there, maybe a trillion. I don't know. It's some astronaut. I think if he stacked all the leadership books, they'd go from here to the moon and back. Sure. Why? What makes your book different? Ambition, leading with gratitude. Well, first, Jim, I grew up in a commune in the woods. I married my high school sweetheart. I skipped college and I've sold two companies along the way. And so that in enough, usually is enough to hook them, right? So I get them right out of the first chapter. <laughs> but the other is, you know, I'm, I'm just a hardcore entrepreneur by DNA, and this book really resonates with people that are driven to understand, all right, how do I get control of that? Because if you don't get in control, get control of your ambition, it can become very, very destructive, and we see that all around us. And, uh, and then also just really zeroing in that, that gratitude isn't found on the other side of achievement. It's found on the other side of gratitude and helping people make that shift through what I call the gratitude adjustment. So it's very laser pointed on people that suffer from this disease of being really, really ambitious. And uh, so I'm grateful it's hit the target and I've got great feedback from people that have taken the time to read it. And it's short because entrepreneurs like short books. Yes, they, do. they like them even better if they read if somebody will read them to them. All right, we're talking That's to true. Seth Bueckley. His podcast is called Business Done Right. I totally recommend that you listen to it. You can get access, easy access to it on the awakenpodcastnetwork.com or out there on any podcast platform. Business Done Right. We'll be right back. Want to build a profitable side hustle that impacts people with truth and healing in themselves and in their leadership? Then look at becoming a certified leadership coach with Giant. Giant has been in the leadership space for over 13 years and has over 500 coaches in over 127 countries. Their coaches are being hired by Fortune 500 companies and organizations like I Work For Him. Martha and I took the Giant Sherpa training under one of these great coaches to become leaders worth following. Giant gives you everything you need to start your own coaching business from scratch, like hands-on training from top-level coaches, access to an all-in-one online platform to run your entire coaching business, and you get to join a thriving community of coaches around the world. 
To get started, Giant is hosting a coaching business workshop to help you learn how to build a successful coaching business. This workshop is 100% free, and you can reserve your spot by going to giant.tv forward slash I work for him. If you're ready to impact people and get paid to do it, go to giant.tv forward slash I work for him. That's giant.tv forward slash I work for him. Hey, welcome back to I Work For Him. Today we're talking with Seth Bueckley. He's got a business called Cathedral Consulting Online, cathedralconsulting.com. He's got a podcast called Business Done Right Online, BDRpodcast.com, BDRpodcast.com. Actually, Jim, and you can find it on the Awaken Podcast Network, which is what we're so excited about. That's right. right. So, AwakenPodcastNetwork.com. So, Seth, um, I... There's, it's always fun on a show when we can give something away. So I want to just take a moment right now and let all of our friends that are listening in know that someone can get a copy of your new book given to them. Um, all you have to do, listeners, is call our listener line, 866-713-9675, 866-713-WORK, and leave us a message. We'll get back to you, and somebody's going to win a copy of that book. And and who knows? We maybe even could get Seth to you know put a little note in there for you when he sends it your way. But it's called Ambition, Leading with Gratitude. And so along those lines, Seth, you have said that there are several things that you'll be like, oh, that's something you know that I like to, to dig into, or that's a concept we could talk about in another show. What is one thing that you right now would like to talk to the listeners and to us? Because I'd love to hear your heart. What is that one topic that's hot right now for you? You know, for me, it's mentoring. And I think part of that, uh, Martha, is you look back over your own story and you kind of you catch a glimpse over time. Of course, not while you're in the story. You catch a glimpse of, all right, this is what was going on. Mm. And I've often said to people, you know, how have you achieved whatever? I said, listen, I had an unfair advantage. I had a dad. It was a very intentional mentor. I also had a chance to work for uh, with a consulting firm, Cathedral, where the leader there was an, a very intentional mentor. And so at some point, it clicked on me that maybe this next phase of my life should be being a very intentional mentor. And I've taken some time to think about four things that your listeners ought to be looking for in a mentor. Because I think one of the challenges is they don't know what they're looking for. And it can mm. be very awkward dance of, you know, is this, yeah. it's kind of like the church gets confused about discipleship. Who does it? Where do I sign up? Is it a program? You know, mentoring can be the same way. So I'm going to give our listeners four things to look for. Number one, they have wisdom that they are willing to share. They've got to have a heart that they want to share it. And it's got to be real wisdom, time-tested truth. So wisdom that they're willing to share. The second thing is that they'll actually take the time to get to know you. Because mentoring can't be done... uh, you know, outside of relationship. And so there takes context and it takes context. So they got to be able to take the time. First one is they've got to have wisdom. Second one is they got to have time. Third one is they should actually love you. Not a squishy kind of love, but they really want only what's best for you. No ulterior motives, no conflicts of interest. They're just in it to help you win it. And then the last one, and this is one I think a lot of people miss, is they really should share your worldview. Mm. should be values aligned. It doesn't mean it has to be a perfect match, but if they believe something philosophically different about why we're here on earth and how we keep score, you're not going to want to follow them down that road. Mm -hmm. And therefore, they'll kind of self-select. So if you can find somebody with wisdom, somebody that will take the time, somebody that loves you, somebody that shares your values, you probably already have them in your life. And you're like, wow, that's why that person impacts me so much. And if you don't have them in your life, I would argue now you know what to look for. 
Oh, man, those are such great and yet simple tips that make sense as you as you spell them out and saying, well, you know, you think, well, of course, I want them to share my worldview. But sometimes we're drawn to people because of maybe their achievements and stuff and and realizing that their heart isn't going to align. So why would we want to be mentored by them? I want to go back to something you said at the very beginning when you said your dad was a very intentional mentor. Did you know, like, was he mentoring you or were you watching him intentionally mentor other people? How did, what did that, how did that play out? I think both because Mm -hmm. it oozes out of you. Once you embrace the mantle of being a mentor, man, that that, that could be a good title for a book right there. Once you embrace that, that I just think it oozes out of you. So I watched both, you know, I watched him do that for people that he considered underdogs, that he created business opportunities for them because business was kind of his vehicle for that. And then, if, and then in my own uh, relationship with him, and, and really that's the, that's the a message is that now that some of us have a little road under us, we need to be the mentor that we always wanted, mm-hmm. right? Be that, to step into that. And that, that's, and I think that's where our joy comes from. We feel like we're now we're, we're in tune with where the Lord is directing. And um, once we embrace that mindset. And to understand that mentoring really is just allowing somebody to run alongside you in life that there's no that there's not a manual that it's not yeah, yeah. Th- that's not a program but it, yeah. you know it's consistent we've interviewed over two well we've interviewed over 3000 people on this podcast and we've gotten a couple thousand episodes and this is a consistent theme people who have mentors are successful on a higher level than people who do not. Uh, yeah. And it's and seek one out. Sometimes maybe one won't seek you out, you but you need to seek them out. And you need to go, hey, I need you in my life. And it's never too late. I think that's one thing, too, that we've seen as so we've talked. there's still hope for me? Well, for all of us, okay. right? But, you know, we see so many people that get to this end of occupation time. Maybe they sell a business or maybe they just literally can't do what they were doing anymore. And so they retire financially, but they don't know the value of mentorship and that they can embrace that. And and that is why we wrote our recent book, I Retire For Him. And Jim, you have that podcast, I Retire For Him, because we, so many people feel underserved or undervalued. And this is an opportunity. Mentorship, my goodness, you can do that until the your very last day. Your very last breath. Love it. That's right. Love it. I'm looking forward to reading your books. And it was, it's, it's cool that we're, we're running parallel tracks on opposite sides of the country. And that just shows me that, you know, it's a God thing right now. I really do feel like there's a mentoring movement uh, percolating there and excited to be part of it with you guys. Get a copy of Seth's book, Ambition, Leading with Gratitude. Seth, I imagine that's available. Is that available on your website, bdrpodcast.com? It is. It, it is. And on Amazon. And we're grateful. And as Martha said, love to, love to sign a copy and send it on out. Business Done Right. That's the podcast name that Seth Buckley hosts. You can get it. You can listen to it on the AwakenPodcastNetwork.com or any of your favorite places. But if you go to the Awaken Podcast Network, you'll get access to all kinds of titles AwakenPodcastNetwork.com if you want a copy of Seth's book. Leave us a message at 866-713-9675. Seth Buickley, thanks for being on I Work For Him today. Pleasure being with you. I love the way you guys are such a dynamic team. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field. But ultimately, I, I work, work for, for him. him. Did you know that God has a calling on your life? It's true. He's called you to bring Jesus to the world. For some, that may look like a pulpit or a foreign mission field, but for most of us, it looks like a construction site, a cubicle, a hospital, or a classroom. Wherever it is that you work, live, volunteer, and invest, that is your mission field. 
To learn more about integrating your faith into your work and retirement, check out our books, I Work For Him, She Works For Him, and I Retire For Him by going to iworkforhim.com slash bookstore. Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him podcast with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Please visit iworkforhim.com to learn more about connecting your faith and work, to join the I Work For Him nation, or subscribe to our weekly blog. You can also follow us on social media at iworkforhim to stay up to date and meet our guests. If today's message spoke to you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review will launch more workplace missionaries across America. That's at iworkforhim and online iworkforhim.com. I work the number number four, him.com.